Many people have problems with art and not with reality. So why is art different? It's pretty simple, right? This is knowledge, this is thinking, this is thought. Yeah, it does something strange with your head. Welcome to the Undergang Armchair. Bring it. Welcome to the Undergang Armchair. My name is Ando. Well, I've said it before, but uh, one of the great things about making this program is I have an excellent excuse for meeting and speaking with some really interesting artists. And I would, uh, you know, otherwise have a really hard time finding a context to have these sort of conversations with them. So I'll tell you, if you enjoy talking about art with artists, I do suggest that you start a podcast. And if you do, let us know, because we just started a podcast network about art. But the real point here is, I had the great pleasure of meeting and speaking with Yazan Khalili last week. He's the winner of the Extract Art Prize at GL Strand, and uh, he just opened his solo show there last week by the name of No One Saw the Colors. We had a fantastic talk about making art, politics, and representation, and uh, you will, of course, hear this very shortly, but I will say it's also nice to have some diversity of voice here on the show. This show, like the art world around us, skews overwhelmingly towards representation of male and white voices, and uh, I think about that sometimes. So it's uh, enjoyable to get any chance I can scrape together to bend that frame just a little tiny bit. That being said, Yazin is great as an individual, as an artist, so go see his show at GL Strand. It's up until the 11th of March. Thank you to Pernilla, both of them, for helping set this up, and please enjoy my talk with Yazan Khalili. Which I think makes it a very powerful tool in that sense. Um, so there's, there's a lot to be said for the medium. Um, and also, it's not Instagrammable. There's no. so much Instagram no. now, you know. And it's, that's not an, yeah, it's not an image based. So. Exactly. And that gives it a whole different, you know, you listen to it differently, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. In the morning, doing the dishes, you put the podcast. <laughs> it's just, yeah. you spend an hour or two just listening. It's good in the studio, too. Yeah. So, as a beginning, I do my little. Um, kind of bullshit research i'm really bad at this sort of stuff but i was looking at your website to try to get a grip on what it is you do and um you've done a lot of stuff you know i can see that you have you know a long long list of projects of writing you've been all over the place you know you had a list of phone numbers so that was like you know yeah, 10 yeah. phone numbers no, where you found that i was like i thought i took it out <laughs> it's on the site under contact or something okay. like that you know it says cairo i don't know if i have this uh, this sim card uh this one i uh, maybe works you know london cairo etc so you've obviously been making this making work for a long time right um a long time long enough i guess um i've, I've been working i think um, for some time now in, in culture rather than in art only and this is what gives this kind of um, multiplicity of mediums or I write or, or I do art or architecture or um, um, or running an institution or curating I guess this is um, 
this has been kind of the the, the way I'm doing my artistic practice or my cultural practice mm. um, through these different ways of working in um, in culture in general, um, and therefore comes this kind of uh, uh, many um, projects, which I guess it's it's more about that I list everything. That's why it looks a lot. Right. You don't necessarily choose only the best and show that everything is part of the practice. Everything is part of the practice. Mm. Everything feeds um, the other project. Right. So a text that I wrote once for a magazine becomes an artwork in, in a later um, phase or a, a, an artwork becomes an exhibition or an exhibition becomes a mm. um, an art architectural practice or some this kind of um the, the loopholes yeah uh, the flow like, the up and down the flow the the project it's it's like every project is a possibility for another one mm. so yeah. i like that because i feel like a lot of people speaking of instagram there's a lot of like curation of the self and curation of a practice not just curation of works but what the presentation of what you do is and that means that you may get less opportunities right because even if you make something that's 90 percent good and the last 10 percent you're not really sure about it may still lead to the next project definitely um it's i would say in in this exhibition i'm showing a work for the first time and to convince myself to show it i had to think it's a first draft mm. that's like it's a first draft of the project. I'm going to show it. I'm going to take it to the public and face the the critical eye, uh, eye with it and hear whatever. Like if I don't do that, if I don't show it, if I, even if I know there are some holes or some issues in it that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have the time or I didn't have the the, the way to fix them. Um, also, I didn't have the, enough um, critique to to see where is the real problem in the work. So an exhibition is rather not to show a finished work, but um, a, a work in progress. A to, step along the way. Yeah, that that it's. I'm sharing it with the audience to tell me hmm. um, where I can go with it next. Do you listen to people a lot? You know, when you are showing work, what people say, how they respond, et cetera, et cetera. I do. I I, I do listen and I do ask for um, um, f for opinions or mm. um, or critique or um, um, I'm interested in that opinion uh, a lot. So um, it's either I, I listen to it because they come to tell me because many people don't come to tell you the problem. This is... Um, Art yeah. openings are a really bad place to talk about art too often. Yeah, you know, it happens maybe the day after, but the, the, day, the after, day of the show, you know, people are like, "Great work, let's go to the bar." Exactly, and <laughs> even in the second day, you also people refrain from um, being honest, mm -hmm. um, which is a problem, I guess, <laughs> in, in art in general, because it allows um, a kind of. You know, like you don't have that necessi necessary reflection or the, the mirror. You don't have that mirror that comes and say, um, look, the work has a problem. And here it is. And it's not the work is not only a subjective um, experience like you. It's like, oh, this is what I felt and this is what I thought. Or at least in my work, I, uh, I, yeah, it's not just like, oh, it's a very emotional moment that I, I would defend from this kind of 
point of view that mm. I just felt that this isn't any to show and that's it. I feel my work has this kind of um it's not objective but this kind of collective moment that needs to be judged collectively or seen collectively and and discussed collectively. Mm. Um well it uh, seems like a lot of you what you do is also very interactive in that sense that it's you know there isn't a lot of works that are a picture in a frame on a wall. Mm-hmm. There are a lot more in, in, I don't know if interactive is exactly the right kind of word, but you know what I mean? There's there's a collective, maybe that is the word, this collectivity to it, both in terms of ideas and input, materials, et cetera, et cetera, which creates that sort of flow, I guess. Yeah, yeah and I, I mean, yeah, and slowly, slowly, I've been trying to connect the form to the content, meaning that each one of them challenges the other or uh, or questions the other so boy that's hard right it's hard <laughs> it's it's a process yeah. i would say yeah it is it's been a process of trying to understand how my when i speak about like, when i speak through an image about a political issue um then the image itself as a form is politicized and mm. i need to question that why an image how this image is being taken or processed or seen but then if this image begin um w- w- once that happened then i'm questioning the politics that i'm trying to speak about through this image itself in a way the form and content are two kind of um bodies in the world that needs to work together and against each other at the same time one has to open uh, to the other right but it has to have some tension as well there is, in order to create that sort of interaction that tension is the that friction somehow mm-hmm. is the um, is something that I I I'm, I'm conscious about. Sometimes I manage to to bring it out. Sometimes it it, it fails. And um, but in general, this tension or this friction between the content and the form is um, uh, is something that I keep uh, looking for. That's one of the really, really, really hard things about making art. And one of my big problems is I take forever to find the right balance between things. It can take me years. And that's where talking to other people helps. You know, instead of having a bounce around in your head all the time, you're like, I think I got this. And as soon as you open your mouth, you just realize not at all, not even close. Definitely. And and, and then you have this 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 need to like put it out there and kick it around. And I suppose people try to do that before an exhibition, but an exhibition can also function as a space for discussing these ideas. They're not done. It's a spot for continuing that sort of discourse. But not everybody wants to hear it. That's the problem, too. But, but, well, that's the... Yeah, I, I think... Well, yeah, I think that's a problem. It's a problem of of, um, of artistic critique, mm-hmm. which is somehow, I feel, in many times... Um, most of the critique you hear, it's either praising of the work. Um, um, I mean, maybe it's it would be it's something that I feel is missing now. A, a critique that says the, this work has a problem. You, you know mean I mean? as opposed to let's say fifteen years ago or ten years ago? As opposed to yeah, maybe hmm. to, to a time where. Um, I don't know how, how 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 true this is, but at a time where ideology was was clear, mm-hmm. I don't mean ideology also in this kind of very strict um, uh, notion, but that ideology allows, I think, 
for um, to look collectively at at works and therefore the the, the critical eye or the critical uh, person can look at the work through this kind of collectivity that although um, you know like that can critique the work through this kind of um, does uh, through a question like does this work speak to us not only to me but to us as a collective and therefore through this kind of usness mm-hmm. oh, let's invent a new word here I'm uh, down with that um, you can be, be critical because you are not defending as as a as a a critic, yeah. yes, uh, he's not. Uh, this critic, uh, she or he, are not defending their own position, but they are defending the collective position. Right. And I feel somehow this kind of defending the collective or is is missing. Mm-hmm. I'm talking a lot from a Palestinian experience, uh, although I would say I'm exposed to a, a global experience. But in Palestine, for instance, this is totally missing. That this kind of the collective us, the the collective I, maybe right. you know, like um, that um, there's a show, and we have to give um, a kind of a problematic uh, to problematize it right. in, in a sense, not to be just negative about it, but to bring out the problems. Right to talk about what talk, the actual content is, the content, the form, the structure, the process, the um, the, the design, you know, like and. And this, um, I find um, somehow missing. Mm. Um, It's interesting because I feel like in art school, uh, I finished with art school in 2004. That was my last year. And it seemed like it was a place to discuss everything and not to necessarily uh, agree upon an ideology or a, let's just say a nomenclature but at the same time there is a systemized kind of things do start to become more and more of a system the more you go through it so in the beginning everything is under question and then you start getting closer and closer and closer to something you can actually uh, use for something you know, and this isn't this isn't as a critic or or anything like that. It's more as like an I don't know. Is the word art you know rules for production of art? I don't even know how to say it. But like, it seems like there's an agreed upon set of behaviors for the art world. And do you feel like that's what's going out, or do you think more in the broader sense? Um, for sure, there's. A certain kind of behaviors if I understood what you are saying correctly um, that there is a kind of um, a fixed processes um, that every uh, artistic practice um, artist uh, or um, the process itself has to go through either to produce the work or to have it out there or the thoughts behind the work you know the mistakes you have to make along the way in that sense the mistakes in what sense? I mean, like, sorry. I mean, like, um, like in the beginning, a lot of artists are are too obvious with their references and their points, mm-hmm. and so they're talking about a very large. For example, when I first took a painting class, I hated the teacher, but I made a painting where it just said one eight hundred divorce on the painting. Right? Truly, an awful painting in my opinion, because this is a huge societal issue, talking about lawyers, talking about divorce. It's all very interesting content. But the fact that I just made a painting that says 1-800-DIVORCE completely uh, blew by anything that was interesting in that subject. 
you know, it, it, it didn't, it was too obvious. So those are the sort of mistakes. I mean, as you learn a process, as you learn a way to discuss art, there's an agreeance in one way or another about what kind of language we use yeah. to talk about art, to talk about politics, to talk about life, you know? But, th but that's, I guess, Yarim, this is something that one has to begin to find his or her own language in, in speak, in, in using art. Um, uh, this is something that I guess one spends um, his life in his artistic practice to find that moment where you like feel now I I, I control the language um, right, or now the medium. I can make what I want to make. I can do now. I hide my resources well. This is I guess the moment which. It takes time, you know. Where once, either you are distant enough from the res from the resources from from the ones you are copying from, mm -hmm. you know, like not copying but influenced from, you know, or that now you master a certain way of of language that can hide all these influences, and this is what I I imagine. Um, uh, time gives you the practice gives you looking at what you have done you know maybe what's interesting about looking at your own portfolio or looking at your own website is that you can see the um, these steps that you have taken these shifts that you made these um re influences that you have been influenced with um uh, and and you look at them and you see the shifts you could um, like how many steps you went away from there, although you know wh wh where the beginning is, yeah. or how many shifts you did, or how many, um, you know, like this is what. Um, it's also this is why one I guess goes to uh, exhibitions and museums is to to harvest this kind of right. Um, w w whether it's a technique here, uh, uh, um, a form there. Um, a trick here. I don't know, like uh, a topic, uh, so, a way of saying something, a way of way. saying something. And this is really, I mean, what's beautiful about, I think, for an artist um, to go to visit other um, other work, other art, other exhibition. Or this is the moment where you feel like, um, what is there that. Um, I can learn from. Right. Um, it's it's a very uh, going to exhibitions is a very it's, it's a very um, much of a learning experience mm -hmm. really. With its yeah, you, know, you learn what to do and what not to do as well. No, like <laughs> right. You can look at something and go, "Ooh, I wouldn't do it that uh, way." Yeah, like <laughs> uh, this is something that you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you need to see these things. You need right. to see these flows and um, shifts in uh, in art in general. Do you think that 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 sort of you know because to come back to what we were talking about in terms of of a broader discussion among other people, do you think the problem is people aren't telling each other about these things that they're experiencing and seeing? Because you obviously want people to say, "Hey, this works. Hey, this doesn't work. I like the way you do. you know you you want to keep the discussion open." Yeah. But 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 it seems like a lot of people don't you know. Hey, nice show. Good job. Hello. Yeah, you don't expect it from everyone in general. Like you don't also, um, you know, um, you don't expect everyone that comes to you and say, "What well, amazing!" or like, "This is shit." And leave. no, like, you, you, what you need to uh, do and hear is um, 
is a discussion. Um, uh, uh, you know, this sometimes happens immediately. This happens later. Um, this takes maybe sometimes a few months before someone comes and say, look, I've seen it and I have, I have to say this. And, uh, yeah, it takes me a long time sometimes to figure process, out how it is. What is it exactly that affects me here or what is it I see that works and doesn't work? Because lots of time, art, um, this mysteriousness in art is embedded in it. Mm. You, and it's not like you are showing a chair and you are, you know, like it's all the structures of the of the the structure of the chair is what we have to discuss here or the history of the, the history chair or or the, uh, the 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 design or what, what you're showing is something that is trying to hide its uh, influences and resources it's trying to um, be open to different possibilities you know, at the end art sometimes is hard to to catch from what you call it, from the tail, you know, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. like how to catch it, where to catch it from, where to catch this artwork. So it doesn't bite you. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> bite you, and it, and how to understand, how to access this artwork, because many times uh, art is trying to be not what you immediately seeing. So um, this criticality, this this uh, critic. To come to you and say, now I, I know where to, to enter the artwork from, and I want to discuss that with you. That's, that's an essential moment, but it's not um, available all the time. Um, um, you know, someone to to really um, open up to you and say, here you had it, here you didn't have it, here we have a problem, here you did it maybe well. Whatever you know, like here's how I saw this compared to what you do were what you are to do saying or something. Yeah, but that's I think also one of the roles of the artist is to to be able somehow to write about the work. Um, and that's hard, or it can be hard depending it's hard. on how you work. It's super hard, but mm. it's um, and for me, most of my work I begin by writing and then I go into the work. Um, so it's idea first. Idea first, but I stop sometimes in the middle when I'm stuck and I go into, okay, how to break this kind of freezing. Like I, I froze. I, I cannot right. go any further. Now I need to think, let's think of, okay, what to do with it. And then this opens up again. The, this is how, I guess, the process allows the, the, the content and form. That's like you really also need to work with them at the same time together. Yeah. Um, you know, you begin writing. There's the idea, sometimes the text, I've written it a few years ago, and then, okay, I begin transforming it into an artwork, and then I stop, and I go looking into the form, and then I'm stuck there, I go back to the... Right, and sometimes it helps to find a different idea that you had and see, wait, it actually applies better to this idea. You know, yeah. this 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 concept or this way of executing something fits better yeah. over here. Sometimes I even go... And I look at a specific work that I felt there's this kind of connection with, um, mm. which I felt it's um, it, it can influence me. A song sometimes, a, um, uh, a poetic uh, reading or something. You know, like these very um, artistic, uh, these artistic forms um, allow you to twist what you are doing. Or, right. And it's like, it's like learning to speak in that sense, like we were talking about before. Yeah. But speaking of, but, you know, in, in terms of learning how to speak, I noticed that you started 
or you, your first degree is in architecture, right? Yes. So what is it that migrated you from architecture over to art? It's what immigrated me to architecture at the beginning. It's that there was no art school in, uh. in Palestine. So in a way, well, maybe not. Like, I mean, it's uh, maybe, you know, you graduate from school and we immediately jump into university and what your grades give you, you, <laughs> you take what you, you can get. Yeah, like, <laughs> and the engineer, like, because architecture where I studied was the um, part of the engineering department, um, faculty. Mm. So, um, did you study in Ramallah? I studied, what? yeah, in the university beside Ramallah, Birzeit University. Mm. Yeah, very cool, you know, like, I, it's, it really built, I think, something in me. Um, um, at least politically, it's a very engaged politically university. Uh, I had an amazing, one amazing teacher, and uh, she really opened up architecture to us in a in a different way. Mm. Um, because in general, it was engineering, and which is something I appreciate because I'm so into structures. Like, you know, I, I work as a technical uh, director sometimes or manager for exhibitions. So like. You know, very make the drawings. Make this the drawings. is what has to hold. This is the materials we use. Exactly. And boom. And but studied architecture in in Birzeit because that was the only the closest thing to art. I would say mm. not that I was clear I want to be an artist, but something. There was something that was pulling you in that yeah. direction. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I do I do some teaching sometimes here, um, mostly in photography. And one thing I'm realizing is a lot of these art students don't know how to do anything. They're very good at thinking. They have a lot yeah. of very clear ideas about how to develop, you know, thoughts, critical theory, history of art, all this sort of stuff. But if you give them something and, mm. you know, here are two pieces of wood, put these together, they don't yeah, know anything, you know. So it's this, very helpful as an artist to actually have a background in making stuff. I, I, would, I would say the best entry to art is not art itself. Like to, to have a different... Um, discipline mm -hmm. whether it's art uh, journalism uh, sorry whether it's architecture journalism whatever it is uh, physics uh, mathematics carpentry, carpentry. Yeah. Um, you know like, uh, yeah um, you know to come from a very crafts um, background is amazing like to uh, uh, i feel this this tendency to to bring to make an art in itself uh, a separated discipline um, is not allowing um, limits art, yeah. I say. Yeah. And I much um, appreciate um, art that comes from other uh, disciplines or, or connects different disciplines. And the, the, um, it's something that I feel like many times we somehow... Um, are disconnected from being able to do our works. Um, you have to ask for a lot of help, which can be good too, but it's good to know how to make something. It's good to know how to, like, like to, uh, to edit, to know how to use the editing machines, to, you, to know how to use the, the equipments, to know um, how to install a, um, a work, how to use the camera. Um, conceptual art is... Um, interesting and important and i think it's the um really the the, the most progressive art to go with mm. but um 
it needs this kind of ability to make it to uh, to understand it to understand all the um, structures that um, that allow it to happen um, so you are not the artist that is you know just thinking somewhere and there's the whole machines and the humans and the uh, processes that do it for you it's it's not um, it's not magic um, you know it's important as to to know how to you know how an installing a, 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 how a projector works if you do video work i think um well that in the beginning no one's really there to help you either when yeah. you're at at the level where you can have a studio of of uh you know production assistants you have you know 40 people working for you then you can start pointing and saying i need a glass cube that's uh, three meters tall yeah. but up until then you got to do everything yourself yes and and i also don't think um this 40 assistant artist is also something that is interesting in in a sense like mm-hmm. i mean um it's too too professional you know yani Kind of corporate, corporate, <laughs> too indulged in 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 just being the artist. Yeah, I mean, the idea, the big head, the big head that yeah. just you know thinks and everything can be done. Uh, I think this this, yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I think art um, in somehow um, is more challenging than than just being able to do what you want to do. Um, How so? What, uh, you, what uh, is that? Yanim, and Yanim means I mean, just to say. I was wondering, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Yanim means I mean. I mean by Yanni, I mean. Um, um, lots of, uh, of the interesting work that I've seen comes from or um, includes in it these failures, these impossibilities uh, to do certain uh, um, things. It's, it's in itself an experiment mm. um, that has failures embedded in it. And once you show it, you show it with these failures. Um, the, the, the work that is based on total n- know-how, like I had this idea, this is the sketch, it's done. I feel it it, it. it becomes this pop. You know, this. It's like this, architecture. Like architecture, <laughs> like uh, like these works that I don't feel anything towards. Yeah. Like um, these mega star artists that just becomes a commodity in some sense. Uh, the Jeff Koons and Jeff Koons and uh, mm. these. I don't know. Like if I would. Um, I would don't enjoy them as as art uh, in some sense. I heard a story once that um, Frank Geary, the architect, near kind of the last bit of time in his career, he would just basically take a napkin and make a drawing and then give it to his team and be like, you make it. This is the, this is what I want, you know? And then of course they would show him things along the way. He would make decisions, but at that point, not much else, you know? Which yeah. is it's just an interesting way to work. I mean, on one hand, you have tremendous power, right? You have tremendous ability to manifest things that the rest of us fight tooth and nail to make, you know, in our practice. But it's true that 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 removal makes it less personal. It's not about you anymore. 
less personal and when it gets there it didn't get there um, um, because simply the art is amazing mm-hmm. or it's, it connects to this kind of collectiveness or it becomes there because of um, mostly a certain gallery a certain um, amount of money of, um, a boom in a you know sales that which at least for me this is not the art mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm not doing the art for these kind of moments or these kind of uh, um, uh, not institutions but um, these kind of economical structures mm-hmm. I, mean, I think maybe because I come from the um, from outside of the center of, of art from Europe so you always see the art as something that is vibrant and you aim to change things and the society with and you see it very political and um, but that's maybe not the case here I mean, I'm saying <laughs> no, no no this sentence is not really well it's, it's complicated it's complicated yeah. the whole thing yeah yeah like it is complicated yeah it is compl- but, but but there is the, the art that, that grabs your attention uh, and and touches the, the, the mind and the heart of you is the art that that really is done mm. in this kind of um, thoughtful process. Uh, I'm not saying the artist should be poor and uh, not able to uh, to have money to survive, and it comes from this, uh, uh, you know, um, poor, um, hardship of life. No, no. But but it's not a guaranteed process. Right. It's not like once you begin, you know the the end result. It's just again you throw a napkin to someone and you say do this to me and you get that no, I, I don't enjoy that kind of art and you feel it in the material in the way it's being exhibited in the uh, in the way people relate to it yeah so what was it that did grab you about art even before you went to study architecture you know because i feel i hear you talking about the there's still the art that does grab you and it talks to you what is it that brought you in in the first place yeah, and I don't mean that in like a specific artwork, but where did you start noticing the fact that this is the direction you were starting to look with your attention? Maybe before going to school to 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 university, it's just that maybe I always I'm just saying I always wanted to know how to draw, and mm. I've never been a good a person that draws well. Really, like I'm a bad. Uh, this yeah. guy too. <laughs> See, like it's it's really hard. Yeah, I always wanted to. It's a technical skill that's pretty incredible. Yeah, I, but when I studied architecture and you had this, the the rule the T square mm-hmm, and the, mm-hmm. we're still doing it with the ink and I was like amazed by that. Oh, you're just like, yeah, fucking look at this straight line. Look at exactly. I made this. <laughs> and like now I'm obsessed with doing straight lines and yeah. these kind of. Um, um, structures that you draw and you um, you make and these kind of you challenge the um, what you know of architecture what what you see in the city what um, to the possibility of looking at a building from a different uh, perspective or do something with it um, th- that was really something that I that encouraged me more and more to go into artistic practices. Mm. 
maybe also my father had a camera for a long time and um, and to have a camera at home um, and that you could use it uh, that also to have that at home and you could photograph and and see a photograph that also opened um, um, the possibility of being a photographer like at the beginning i simply wanted to be a photographer just you know? take pictures of just things. take pictures and i was so proud of them and whenever i was asked to um, i want to do an interview for architectural job i would take my photo album and say oh this is i'm, I'm also a photographer like and they would just like okay so go do photography <laughs> we don't <laughs> care you're here to do architecture <laughs> you know, really i was like um, <laughs> and my entry to art was through architecture so my first work that I was called, after making it an artist, was a photograph of a refugee camp in Palestine, which I began coloring. So I, on, I photoshopped the image and, and colored every uh, little house. Um, and I was like, that time, um, um, wondering or thinking of, you know, the, the refugee camp in relation to the city, it's very archaic the refugee camp it's like really in a bad situation compared to the city but it's made it's built with concrete whereas the city is built with stone so the city you cannot paint it so it's a monochromic city whereas the camp because it's concrete or concrete blocks you can paint it and i was suggesting i wanted to suggest that so i began coloring the, the houses and i meant that really as an architectural um, gesture but maybe because of its impossibility to be done architecturally, it became kind of an artwork. Mm-hmm. And that what then, and I was like, oh, so if this is an artwork, then the one who made it must be somehow an artist. It was a very early beginning, but I guess slowly you begin seeing um, um, art as a way to... To practice architecture, to question politics, to to question um, economy, um, to look at you know uh, socialism or to look at um, communism, you know, like things that that interest you, um, and how to work with these. Uh, right, all those things you've been thinking now have some sort of way to engage with the real world, to engage with your hands, to engage with what you see and do every day. Yeah, yeah. You begin, yeah. You you begin engaging with these practices, and slowly you see architecture as a as as a, as a discipline, a very limiting um, discipline. You you cannot design anything without the approval of the capital, the one who owns the money, and the, who wants the money wants the cheapest architecture. Mm-hmm. Again, and we it has are, to follow the function that they're supposed to. And... I don't mind this following of the function. Also, in function, there is, again, like in the content and in the form, you have uh, these games that you play. Um, so you make the function to become very artistic practice in the way you redesign the interior of the of the building or the house which is which was really interesting mm. but but when you work as an architect maybe as a junior because i quit i not quit but i quit being totally an architect early um it was so limiting like you have to think of you know 
how much they can sell and what can they sell and uh, the, the most sellable is the one that um, looks like everything else so people you know like and then you slowly slowly begin to withdraw from that discipline but you don't this but it's not like you withdraw from the discourse mm. of the questions of architecture the um, interesting part so to speak <laughs> yes the interesting part but you know you need to slowly begin find ways to to practice that mm. um well, that's where the freedom and i know it sounds cheesy but the freedom of art practice that's real you know say what you will about art systems art and money art and all that sort of stuff but the idea that you can work through art is essentially limitless no one may care you may never sell anything you may not be able to live off of it but you can still do it totally and to be able to be free i think you need to totally think of ways not to live from it Mm. Um, that's a tough one though because i find actually some of the most interesting work you know it's always the stuff you're gonna make that's most interesting so in my mind the stuff i'm working on now is also contemporary because the more like it goes back to what you're saying about seeing shows and stuff the more you engage with other people and what they're doing the more you become a part of a discussion and it's not just the mad genius in the attic painting and then a gallery shows up and says i'll buy them all you know it's a discussion it's a it's it's a work (laughs) it's something you do together right and that also makes it more interesting to the rest of the world so people will say oh the art world it's only for people who know each other I'm like, yeah, that's true, but you could also come here and talk to us about it. Yeah. Like, it's not closed in that sense. It's not closed, although it's. I don't think it's easy to get into it. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, it's not closed for sure, but but it has this. It takes time. It takes time. It um, it claims freedom, but it's not totally free. Uh, maybe. But it's maybe the freest of them all, like, but not... At least in your own head. At least in your own head. At least in um, um, maybe in the way one works, you know, like you can, you begin working with things, you begin uh, thinking and you don't need to think of the audience. You don't need to think of who's going to see it immediately. You just, you know, the... The process of doing an artwork is somehow more interesting than the artwork itself in mm. many times. it's The freedom is there in that kind of the process of you shoot, you look, you edit, you, you cut, you um, do something, you flip it, you know, like you play with it. And then slowly when you need to begin, when you get closer to the deadline, the moment of reality, you know, right? And then the systems show themselves. Yes. And then they say, okay, that's the end of your freedom. Now, yeah. let's um, <laughs> show us something. You know? Let's package this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard. Um, but that kind of reminds me also, I was curious. I can only imagine at this point now that you were political before you were an artist, at least in your thought, the things that interested you. Uh, you also live in an area which is politically very... Uh, highly represented i saw a map of the world once according to how much news media talked about it you know it's america like this and it's israel palestine like this and then the rest of the world's just kind of like shrunk around yeah Yeah. and so it's unavoidable totally for you in your daily life the realities of what you have to do just to get here etc um 
I, but another interesting thing that happened to me was last year I was at an, a, a, a nonprofit arts fair in uh, Stockholm, which was artist-driven spaces, spaces. And I spoke with some people who have a, an artist space in Romala, mm-hmm. and I apologize, I don't remember their name. But they were saying sometimes they just want to make art that's not political because for the love of God, you know, why does it always have to be political? And they were mixed. They did both. But it also occurred to me, like, yeah, living in an area that is so politically heavy, maybe after a while you're just kind of like, can we just talk about something else for a little while? But that's a very much of a political statement to say <laughs> yeah, that's a political art, no? Um, I, I, look, I, I think at the uh, early... At, in, in in the practice, I totally dropped this possibility to um, to do a non-political art. Not because my work is necessarily political, but politics. Once once you say Palestine, Palestinian, it's already politics. That's the first thing people think about. Think about you'll have uh, an opinion about it, whether with or against. It's already, you know, like it's not like you are saying anything. You are saying you are speaking about the most tense place maybe on earth since seventy years. Well, of course, there are more back. You know, things change in There's the world. There's a lot of but, history. But but since seventy years, this has been um, a, a place that produces lots of politics, affects politics around the world, um, and and there's a feeling that all the time we have to have an opinion about it uh, right and it's also a lot of people outside are involved too yeah. so it's not it's, just an internal it's not a local conflict. thing no it's, this is the un the fn you know uh fucking what were they called the league of nations you know this is, this is so heavy it's totally not a, a, a local thing it's very much of a global problem um so this idea of doing something that is non-political, it's a totally a, a political statement in itself. You know, um, once we did a project, me and my friends, we called it um, uh, not visible, invisible. Mm. Um, and it was, you know, like uh, about paying the electricity and about um, um, friends, faces of people, uh, um, the the, um, the daily uh, stuff we did, uh, just totally from the mundane, no. And immediately people saw it, like and like, how do you pay electricity? Do you have electricity in Palestine? Oh, like so, these people, <laughs> you know, like where is the occupation? Where is the wall? Where is the... And you feel like this trial, this kind of um, um, uh, trap you put yourself in that. You can do uh, an, uh, an unpolitical uh, work from Palestine. This is like you try it and you fail. Right. But this failure is what is the interest is the interesting part of um, um, of this whole process. Slowly, I began embedding this failure. That this failure to represent, you have to work with it. You have to allow it to happen. You have to to represent and fail in representation. Mm. And in that failure, you are creating a a political discourse, um, uh, um, an artistic discourse, a cultural discourse that opens up this issue of representation, that opens up politics into different um, uh, aspects and ways of looking at it. So it's not in 
avoiding to represent, but it's in that failure in representation that um, as an artist, as, as, as a cultural activist, I don't know, I'm, my practice is there. Mm. It's in, in, in this failure. It's in, in um, I'm not um, withdrawing myself, but uh, I'm not withdrawing myself from, from politics and political art. But what I do is I attempt to work with it in a way that embeds that failure in representation. Because it is essentially unrepresentational. It is unrepresentational, but that's what we don't, we cannot show. Right. So, so it's it's a very I think thin line that um, art, uh, the art that interests me that comes from Palestine or from any um, politically hot area is in that in in being able to walk on that thin line between um, representation and its failure. And that's really, really hard. It is hard, but it's... At least for me, I guess I should say. But but it's in the engagement, in that slow, enga- in, in slow engagement, in, in cooking the food, or whatever, you know, like doing a stew somehow. Mm. You know, like you leave it for years and you work with it. And, and I think many Palestinian artists the one that i would say honestly i there's many that um that i think uh, are being able to um, um to to walk that thin line mm. palestinian non palestinian too yani. but again like suddenly you have like you, you are conscious about things and you are working with it and then suddenly you have a very extreme event that that just blows all these ideas and you want to take, to make something very clear statement somehow and you cannot avoid that there is like suddenly there's a bombing on Gaza, in Gaza and mm. you you cannot just you know stick to these kind of principles or these kind of um, um, structures that you have been building in, in right everything in goes sideways and then like you just want to say something and then then you look at it maybe you look at it years or, or sometime later and you think what's this <laughs> this is too um, too, too reactionary. Too reactionary, and mm-hmm. then you take it, you you rework it, and you try to think of it. But you know, being in in these intense hot places, politically hot places, um, you um, um, you have to deal with um, with these ups and downs. We have to deal with um, moments of. Um, it's uh, unstable. It's unstable, um, yeah. yeah, politically, mentally. And- well, I felt it as a tourist. I was in uh, Israel and Palestine in, I want to say 2014, which is when three settler boys were kidnapped and ended up being, they were gone for like two or three weeks yeah. and then they found their bodies. And you could feel everything just go, whoop. You know, just everything changed as soon as those uh, as soon as those bodies were found. Yeah, I, but I think they began bombing Gaza even before they found the bodies. I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. I, mean, the, I think two thousand, more than two thousand people were killed. Mm. Which I sometimes feel, you know, lucky the ones who are killed because compared to the ones who have to live to deal with this, or lost uh, family members, lost families and less lost your parts and mm. lost your homes and, and what's happening in Gaza is is beyond. Um, 
beyond i think the ability to even speak politics sometimes mm. to it it's right it's inhuman in that sense so therefore non-political yeah it's a suspension of all your abilities to to be able to form um a kind of a uh, a logical uh, opinion about it it's just um massive um massive slow massacre I would say. Mm. it's yeah and it's happening so slowly is the problem yeah. yeah although sometimes it goes really fast it's weird but it, am i correct that you are not able to go into gaza as a resident of the West, I am not allowed to go into Gaza. Because right, no to tourists go. are either. It's completely no, no. Closed. It's a total blockade. I'm not allowed to go into Jerusalem. I'm not allowed to go into uh, Israel. Uh, Forty-eight. I'm, you know, we're not allowed to go into many places. What about airports? Do you get to go to Ben Gurion? No, we're not allowed. Do to you go leave to from Jordan? Or? We have to cross the, through the bridge to Jordan oh. to the airport. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's. Um, it's something which I can barely start to comprehend. I've only seen it for 10 days or so. Yeah. And that's about the only thing. But I think it leads me to this question, which I like to ask a lot of people and is particularly relevant in this case, which is where are you in your art? Where are you in that? And in your case, it mm. seems like you're in everything. But I would like to hear your words on that. Hello. Where am I in it? In in um, well, that's a good question. I, I imagine um, because it can have different answers. No, mm-hmm. um, I okay. <laughs> take your time. It's a hard question. It's a really hard question. I wouldn't know how to answer it really yeah. either because it depends on the day too. Yeah. Where are we right now? What are you doing right now? Where you know? Are you at home working on a new idea or are you? putting the final touches on something yeah what i would say i would answer it maybe in in two maybe three ways so let's try um where am i in it in in the um, in the spectrum of 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 things i do and what what is becoming what i'm becoming more able to do now by time is um of um, relocating the ideas, the, the the things that I think are essential into my of, in my work into different disciplines. Mm. Um, so, in a way, I'm beginning to see more, um, the politics and my relation to politics in my work. Uh, but when I say my work, I'm, I'm saying, yani, I see it when I'm running a cultural institution and how I then take that into my art practice and then how I take that into the um, production work that I do to, to other artists or how I see that in, in, in teaching when I teach sometimes at school. Yani, these kind of... Now I'm beginning to be able to hold that and move it between these things. Yes, like cross it, move it, uh, connect it. Um, so I'm doing something um, in my work, and I see, okay, here I can use it in this kind of in in in, in the in the institution that I'm I'm working with, um, or I take it here into teaching, or I um, how do I work 
with the artist here what kind of language do you do we use what kind of connections do we do with this art artist in, in the production how do you relate to the production team um you know like these kind of um because these kind of questions that are very much i think political in a sense that politics is not how do we relate to um uh, to politicians but how do we relate to each other in the society what about the you know how do we create a society how do you work with different uh, people what kind of morals or um, or um, uh, ideas uh, through which you can build a team that you work with um, how do you see that reflected in the society or in your community or in the world later in the future yani which yani this is something that i uh, am um pushes me to work because I, somehow i'm not i don't expect to have the result of what i do now somehow i think in culture and art the result is always postponed you might not see it immediately you might not even see it in the in the near future you might not even see it in your life but you need to keep on believing or thinking or or knowing that it has an effect somewhere um it has something is being changed with that or, or or building up with that or you see it sometimes in other artists work in the younger in the oldest in the um in the community in the with the people etc so where am i just to not to fly away from your question <laughs> you know like where am i now i think i'm beginning to first to be relaxed about, like um not relaxed at i'm like just like, uh, sleeping and uh, and totally comfortable with it but like that i'm not worried um that i don't know what am i what i am doing no now i have some maybe a little bit of confidence more um it feels like a practice it feels like a practice that that is being done in different ways but it is a practice but also maybe if i want to answer it in time wise um i think somehow i'm yani i left the beginning but haven't reached the the middle yet so i'm in the middle between the beginning and the middle um yani i've been able to drop things this is yani few years ago i would do even more stuff and now i'm able to say I don't do this. What do you mean more stuff like more jobs to make money or more artworks or more more ideas, more artworks all more... over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's like I really um I put what do you say like I had um stretched. I stretched my step a lot. And now I'm beginning to um to getting to get it closer either in the things I do or in the ideas i i begin to speak about um, i know exactly what you mean yeah there's a time where you feel like you can do everything right and it's paralyzing because you can't do anything yeah. well necessarily but exactly. you're in the process of figuring that out you have to learn this podcast is a good example it takes a lot of time away from my life to where i could be doing other things and i love doing it but it's like you know am i going too far am i going to yeah. you know and there's those sort of questions that you just slowly start to work out what do i have to do for me and what can i avoid you know what do i not have to do yeah this is to know what 
what not to do is uh, I think that's where um, uh, um, consciousness is. Mm. It's like you begin to know that okay, if I go into this now, I know that to do it well, it will take this much time and effort and and and, um, and money or whatever in it. And now I know I've tried it once and I know that I shouldn't go there anymore. This is, or or that you also develop mechanisms of listening to other people, which boy, ain't that the truth? <laughs> yeah, I think if I listened to to some people in my life, I would have saved a few years. But but you have to learn it on your own sometimes. You have to learn it on your own sometimes. I mean, that's that's. I think what we're talking about is wisdom, right? The yes. things that comes from yes. experience. Yes, that you know. Somehow in your heart, you don't even know it in your intellectually, but you just know more about what your choices mean and what they do and the effect they have. Yeah. And that also, that's both artistically and in life. Totally. I mean, um, that's, and I, I think art in, in, in my case is not disconnected from my life. Yeah, I mean, um, in general, um, it's so connected in, in the way... I see things or I do things and so yeah this connection this uh, connection between art as a practice and art as a as a life is is very much uh, the same hmm. and it probably gets more and more blended together throughout time hopefully yeah and it, because it also can disconnect it from each other sure and like we said uh, things can uh, things can change you know just when you think things are are, are, are kind of stabilizing, they aren't necessarily. Not at all. Sometimes they are just standing on a um, on a volcano. Mm. But you know, this is life. This is life. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've been very generous with your time. I uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. It was really a very nice talk, Yanni. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Undergang Armchair. The intro and outro music was kindly provided by Johnny Ripper, and today's interstitial music was provided by CSIS. You can find links to their music and tons of other conversations with great people on our checkpoint of a website, culturalbandwidth.com. If you do like this show, we would appreciate it if you'd take the time to leave a review on iTunes so others can find us. Thank you for joining us.